You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, babe, what you got there? This is a check from Carvana. I just sold my car to them. I went online and Carvana gave me an offer right away. Then they just picked up the car and gave me this. Well, that's a big check. Well, obviously you could put this towards your next car, or we could finally get that jacuzzi, or I could start taking tuba lessons, or I could quit my job and write my memoir. Or I can put it towards my next car with Carvana. Sorry, your check, not mine. Sell your car to Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get a real offer in seconds. Everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey, everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey, everyone, it's Call Me Adam, and I'd like to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to my show. I'd also like to give a special shout out to my Patreon family for supporting this podcast on a deeper level. If you want to support this podcast even more, become a member of my Patreon family, where you can get a variety of backstage perks. Visit patreon.com slash callmeadamnyc for more information. Now, on today's episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam, I am chatting with best friends and Broadway stars, Marty Thomas and Marissa Rosen. We'll be discussing their profound friendship, new holiday album, and much more. So stay tuned. Hi, Marty and Marissa. Hello. Hi, buddy. How are you? Good. How are you? Really well, thanks. Thanks for having us today. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so excited to have both of you on because, Marty, you and I did a podcast interview together in 2019 when you were about to release your debut album. And Marissa, this is your first time on my podcast. However, we did a great video interview when you were Stephanie Hicks in Katie Thompson's Red. Um. And now I'm just so happy to have both of you together. We're happy to be here together. We sure are. Well, let's get started because we have so much to talk about. And I want to talk about, because you guys are such, such good friends, I want to talk about your friendship first. So can you take us through how you initially met and um, when you knew that that you would work together and be friends so good so you know be such good friends usually when i tell the story of how it began marissa's in the corner shaking her head saying he's exaggerating so (laughs) i'm just gonna let her take this one Uh -uh. it's not an exaggeration we just lived it differently i feel (laughs) um it's a really special story that i will try to truncate because it's just weird it's weird, but it's also like magical. Mm-hmm. Um, one evening, although Marty doesn't believe me, um, my friend and I were celebrating uh, a triumphant callback for a show. And we were at a bar called Therapy. Not sure if you've heard of it ever, but it was my <laughs> first time really at a gay bar. And Marty doesn't believe that because he thinks I was born in a gay bar. <laughs> That's um, true. He's a liar. <laughs> and we were uh, seeing the Divine Rochelle Rack in one of her shows there. Mm. And then we made our way afterwards to this new bar called Industry right across the street. And um, blah, 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 long, long story, lots of fun dancing and everything. We are standing by the famous pool table at Industry Bar. And uh-huh. my friend and I are dancing, having a great time doing one of my favorite moves, the Stank Face Lunge Dance. And I look across the pool table and I see a very handsome um, 
gentleman, he shall not be named, <laughs> doing the same exact dance as me. And we locked eyes and we're like, <gasps> and we were like, you. And so we made our way, you know, around the pool table and we're just kind of obsessed with each other. And then you do that thing where you're like, oh my God, I love you. And then we were friends on Facebook and uh, things like that. And Marty was uh, starring in an off-Broadway show called My Big Gay Italian Wedding. And I didn't know that. And I was celebrating a callback for my big gay Italian wedding that evening. And we ended up being in the exact same show together and didn't know until we both walked into my first rehearsal. Oh, my God. Well, it was actually uh, I saw you right before a performance. The next night you were in the lobby and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's you. Oh, it's yeah. the girl from industry that we we linked up on Facebook did you know I was in this show? And she was like, no. And I, let's talk after. Because <laughs> I think she was trying to process the fact that we had met and had a connection. And then we were literally about to be in the same show together, but had no idea. Oh, my God. How funny. Yeah, the rest is history. Well, let's get um, let's get into the a little bit more into the intricacies of your friendship. So, um I want to know, uh, first of all, what are some of your similar personality traits that you both share? Um, there are quite a few. We love shiny things. We're drawn <laughs> to them like raccoons. <laughs> um, we love costume parties. Um, we love dance music and we love the classics and we love to harmonize together. I think those are a lot of our major similarities we also have a deep-rooted love for buffy the vampire slayer the series not the film mm. uh because the film stars an avid republican and uh, i'm over it so we uh live in honor of the the original tv series and um i think we've stoned many a corset and dress together to episodes of buffy <laughs> yep, anything i've left out what did you say anything i left out Oh, yeah. Hold on. Um, I know you can't see us, <laughs> but we are in shiny Christmas tinsel covered matching sweaters and hats. So we we do love a theme. Um, I, I have to say on a very serious level, our work ethic is very similar. Mm. Um, we are get her done and get her done well people. And I haven't often found someone in my life that I can trust to do something with as much care and uh, detail as myself. And I found that in Marty. So that was really mm. special because I'm very bad at asking for help. Um, even if someone is capable, but Marty is just a, a workhorse to the thousandth degree. Um, I don't know. I just think we're silly. We, we just found such a joy in being silly together. Um, and yeah, he did say a lot of the right stuff. So fine, whatever. Did <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now let's take it to the other side. What are some of your pet peeves of each other since you have been friends for so long? You know, that's a tougher one because I don't have a lot of pet peeves with Marissa. Mm. Um, you know, honestly, if I have one pet peeve with Marissa, it's her, um, her lack of belief in herself mm. that I have always, um, seen possibilities beyond with Marissa because she's so gifted and so um, versatile. Like there's literally nothing that she can't do. And um, it's 
it's so interesting to find a great voice that can also act Mm -hmm. that can also be funny, but can turn the funny off and can just be a human. Um, and Marissa is definitely one that, uh, will say, I can't do that, which annoys me to no end, uh, because I know that she can, she can do just anything. And I think she's, she's learning that more and more as time goes on. And that's a very minute pet peeve. Um, but that's the only one I can think of. Wow. I guess I'll I will cut con- my list. <laughs> I will concur of how talented Marissa is because I've I've seen her. I mean, I've seen both of you in in lots of shows, but um, I mean, I've seen you do. You've done quite the funny with Stephanie Hicks in Katie Thompson's Red, and then I saw you last year in your Broadway debut with Christian Chenoweth, and you know you were very fun on stage, but that was a little bit more serious than Stephanie Hicks. Oh yeah, well that's a huge <laughs> testament of uh I said it on stage, Marty, because I don't think I would have been prepared just as a human to do uh for the girls mm. as well as uh I think we were able to do it if I hadn't had Marty's uh confidence and diva as an experience for myself because it really taught me how to play me versus a character yes. on stage, which is I think yes. something we all we all struggle with as musical theater performers because yes. we're, we're taught how to act like someone else all the time. Well, let's take a quick break. And um, when we come back, let's talk about your new holiday album that you are releasing uh, this December. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Marty and Marissa. Priceline presents go to your happy price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, this is Marty Thomas. And Marissa Rosen. And you're listening to Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. And now we're back. Welcome back. Yes, welcome. Welcome. (laughs) It's so great to continue our conversation. So as I mentioned before break, you have a new holiday album coming out this December. And I'm thrilled that I can say holiday album because there is an actual Hanukkah song on it, which excites me so much because so many holiday albums are really only the Christmas songs. Not that I don't love Christmas, but as a Jew, it's always nice to be represented with a song. Adam, let me tell you it's not just a hanukkah song it is a hanukkah bop an anthem if you will take the dreidel to the club is what we're doing with eight days of hanukkah Um, marissa dropped the mic uh and shook her booty because it's a bop adam i can't wait to listen to it and uh to that point it was really important to both marissa and i to represent uh 
many, many beliefs, many ideas, many, um, you know, it's very 2020, if you will, just thinking about everybody else and thinking globally. And it was really important for our holiday album to not be um, singular. Mm -hmm. It was meant to be inclusive and really wanted to represent uh, Marissa and myself as well as anybody else possible. It's an album for everybody. That's wonderful. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the specifics of the album. So first of all, I should let everybody know the album is called the award-winning holiday album. (laughs) Um, How did you come up with that title? Because I love it. Um, (laughs) I think it was a late night. Uh, Sometimes I think I'm funnier than I actually am. And then I, I just hope that anybody else finds it humorous. I just thought the idea of calling an album that has yet to be released, the award winning holiday album (laughs) just kept me awake laughing at myself. Um, And we went through several titles of um, possibilities and we went through a myriad of covers, but the impetus behind making this album was really the artistic process. Mm -hmm. I personally, um, the, the quarantine has been rough on artists as a whole, but I, uh, desperately needed to create something. And as I started thinking, I'd really like to do a holiday album. I thought about doing, uh, this duet that Marissa and I performed at Joe's pub several years ago with Amy Lynn and the gun show. Uh, we sang a song that Matt Sklar wrote from elf, the musical, And I remember just loving the tune. Mm. So that was the first song I definitely wanted to record on my holiday album. And I thought, well, if Marissa's going to guest on my holiday album, why don't we just do a Marty and Marissa holiday album? And of course, Marissa is very difficult to talk into fun (laughs) and good times. So five seconds later, it was on and we were uh, starting to play in the album. Um, it, It literally is just about the comedy of the idea of an album that, no one has heard yet mm-hmm. being an award-winning holiday album. They say dream big, right? <laughs> exactly. I love it. Well, I wanted to talk about some of the specific songs on there, but actually before we do that, um, what are some of your favorite uh, holiday traditions that you grew up with and that you have now as an adult? Um, I think uh, I've been very lucky growing up in New York. Uh, I grew up on Long Island, the longest of all yes. islands. And, um, one of my favorite holiday traditions, you know, as cliche as it is, is the tree at Rockefeller Center. Mm-hmm. I just think Christmas in New York, no matter how much you don't like it or how much it smells or how dirty it is, <laughs> New York City at Christmas time is just a magical place. Yeah. And uh, one of my weird favorites has been – it's the Time Warner Center. They have those mm. uh, stars up like on the ceiling and they do little light shows i know that seems so silly because it's a shopping center but who doesn't love shopping um (laughs) well growing up on long island i mean the mall was our hangout place to go literally you're like where you go and you're like the mall yeah it's just yeah um so i would say one of my favorite holiday traditions is the tree at rockefeller center i love it I feel like I've lived a lot of lives and I with it have a lot of holiday traditions. I grew up on a farm in Missouri, but I moved to New York when I was 10. So as a Broadway kid, you know, your your traditions are Rockefeller Center and ice skating and the tree and the sax windows and um, all of those New Yorky things, but especially the Rockette show. Yes. Uh, but as growing up on the farm, uh, we grew up very, very staunchly southern baptist and religious so everything was kind of built around church and Mm -hmm. our church family um 
but it was there was always a, a Christmas pageant, which was essentially in my eyes, I wanted it to be like the Miss America pageant, but <laughs> it was like a Christmas cantata, a skit or a play or something at the church. And at that time, our little country church felt like it had to be making national news with its production of Good King Wenceslas went to town. Um, <laughs> and we, uh, so we would do the Christmas cantata and then have a big Christmas party at the church. But we would always spend Christmas Eve at my grandma Alice's house with mm. the cousins. And then Christmas morning was just at the Thomas house with uh, my parents and my siblings. And it was just a, a beautiful tradition, those traditions that feel like they're going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And then that Christmas comes that grandma Alice and grandpa Richard pass away. And it's like, the family starts, it starts getting more difficult to get together and it splinters mm. off. And it's, it's just, uh, it's sad, but at the same time you hold on to those memories of those great times. And you just think you gotta, you gotta take advantage and appreciate those beautiful moments. Yes. Yes. Oh. Agreed. Agreed. I do miss the, all the, the holiday get togethers from when I was a kid and it was me, my parents, my grandparents, my aunt, my uncle, my cousins. I mean, I, now I look back on those times together and I'm like, they were so special and I, I loved them and I do miss them very much. Yeah. I also love um, the lo- latchkey kid parties that, um, you know, every Broadway dancer has over the years. I'm going to miss them this year. Like yeah. uh, since my late teens, it would be, every dancer that you could possibly get together with on Thanksgiving or Christmas that couldn't get home to their families, you Mm. gather and you create your own family. So it's kind of strange to think that that's not going to be happening this holiday season, that all those young performers, especially the very young performers that are new to New York and are trying to build their, their artist family um, aren't going to be able to have those gatherings this year. It's sad. Let's move into to some of these songs because a lot of them caught my eye, but um, we're going to take a little different route with them. So one of the songs you perform on the, sh- on the album is Puppies Are Forever. So <laughs> if you could be any kind of dog, what breed of dog would you be? Um, I think I would be a great Dane because mm. I love being great. <laughs> I would be a dachshund because they're so tiny and cute and Mm. they'd be dressed as a hot dog on Halloween. Yeah, dachshund (laughs) was my second answer. (laughs) Hence why you're such good friends. See? (laughs) Um, Another song on the album I love is uh, I Still Believe in Santa Claus. So what would you ask Santa for Christmas? Um, A vaccine, Santa. (laughs) Yes. Come on now. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Other than world peace, you know, I have to say just uh, somehow for this country to uh, unify. Come together. Come together. Yes. Yes. Come together right and now. now. Yep. And end the 900-year election. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, then, of course, the song that I'm most excited about, Eight Days of Hanukkah. So what does and maybe this is uh what does the lighting of the menorah mean to you i'd like marty to answer this question no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> i always like to think of myself since marissa and i've been close and i've gotten to know her extended family i like to think of myself as jewish oh well i you know? consider myself jewish you are definitely <laughs> you are an honorary rosen 
by marriage anyway. I do love Hanukkah. I yes. know. Um, I think it has a lot of meetings and without having to go into like the history of the menorah, mm-hmm. um, I weirdly think that lighting the menorah is this amazing memory I have of the one time other than happy birthdays that my family sings together because mm-hmm. you sing the blessing um, over the menorah when you're lighting all the candles. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Don't you dare. You're, wherever you're going with the this. Deb sings. It's the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life because my family is so beautiful and so supportive and so wonderful. And nobody sings in my family. If you know what I mean, they like <laughs> yeah, thing, not one. It's wow. Yeah. I'm, I would say I was adopted, but I'm a clone <laughs> of my mother. Um, At Marissa's birthday party this year with her family, I'm pretty sure I sang happy birthday by myself. <laughs> well, just in, a, in, in your own key. Right. Else is probably in a but I don't think anyone else was participating. <laughs> no, love it. It's just adorable. And yeah, there's just something really special about standing around the menorah with your family and you all kind of like at least when I was growing up, you kind of hold your parents' hand as they light the candles safely for you. Um, So that's kind of my beautiful memory of a menorah. I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, I, we, I live in Manhattan Plaza in Midtown and I grew up next door to this building. So we grew up hanging out here where all the performer kids were. And our lobby is like, it's magical around holidays because mm-hmm. they'll they'll bring in nine thousand pumpkins for Halloween, but for Christmas they light. I mean, there are there are trees everywhere, but they in both buildings they light uh, a giant menorah on a table, and it's like celebrated and honored. And every day there's a um, you know they add a candle to it, mm-hmm. but just that they do that in our in our building downstairs for our whole facility in our whole building to mm-hmm. enjoy is really cool. I love I it. Love that. That's beautiful. Yes. But I love yeah. that it can coexist and be right next to a Christmas tree and everybody can be like, let's in- embody the spirit of the holiday and sh- share each other's views and, and, and beauty and tolerance. I love it. Yes. Love yes. We need definitely need more of that across the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. One of the other songs I want to spotlight is one of my all time favorite songs by the legendary Dolly Parton, Hard Candy Christmas, which RuPaul also did an amazing version of. But your version, uh, I believe it has a lot of guest stars on it. A lot. Which I'm so, so excited about. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I'm just telling you, you will love every single person who sings on this song. I said, let's ruin it. Let's drop some names. Okay, well, name drop. Uh, We reached out to a handful of our very favorite women across the country and uh, especially our, our friends who are recording artists and who can record their own vocals. Um, and uh, Diana DeGarmo and Melinda Doolittle, who are both theater stars, but got their start on American Idol. Yes. Rachel Potter, our very dear friend, um, who is known for her Broadway shows and The X Factor. Uh, and of course, in New York, um, Jessica Vosk from mm-hmm. many, many a Broadway show that Marissa and I both appeared on her album. And uh, I'm missing someone. Christina oh, Alicia Umfritz, Broadway star. And Christina Bianco makes a couple of appearances on the album. Oh, You'll yeah. hear her in track one, which is hilarious. And then she sings with that beautiful Christina Bianco voice on Hard Candy. Uh, and it's it's the one track that isn't tongue in cheek mm-hmm. on the album mm. because the album is meant to be fun and good positive energy 
and we rounded out with a, an incredibly heartfelt arrangement with just a piano and a cello and eight voices singing arguably one of the most beautiful holiday songs ever written. And yes. um, it, it's a really special moment. Yeah. The first time I listened to it, I felt like such a weirdo. I like started crying Aww. and I was like, Oh my God. I guess it was just a, I love that song. Mm-hmm. B, I am a sucker for harmony and just mm-hmm. hearing like eight of my favorite, like, is it eight, including us? It's Marty? eight with us. Yes. Okay, so six of I'm not going to be like eight of my favorite voices, <laughs> and I'm one of them. Um, <laughs> but you know, seven of my favorite voices just breaking into harmony together, doing something for us, mm-hmm. was just like, oh my god, I was such a sap. I just started bursting into tears. Yeah, Aww. and they're they're incredible voices that we're giant fans of. Yeah. Uh-huh. But what was important was they were our friends, and that it could be very easy to imagine standing around a piano singing with these women and yeah. um yeah just the concept of singing with seven of my favorite divas mm-hmm. is that was that was the spirit of the holiday for me oh Aww. yeah i love that i love that well i want to break apart this song with some of the lyrics because like i said this is also one of my all-time favorite songs so um one of the lyrics is maybe i'll dye my hair i feel attacked <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I, so if you could dye your hair any color, what color would that be? Well, I know Marissa's answer. Oh, really? I only said it last night. Um, <laughs> hot pink. I've always Ooh. wanted to dye my hair hot pink. And my uh, cosmetologist, a.k.a. the other person on this podcast, <laughs> has even before he was a cosmetologist, he was like, no. <laughs> like, I'll get you the hottest of hot pink wigs, but we are not dyeing your hair hot pink. It's He's end of story. looking out for my well-being. <laughs> yes. Yes. I do want to say on a side note, Marty is a phenomenal, phenomenal. I'm going to say hairdresser because. Thank I, you. You're welcome. And I've I've actually gone to Marty for a haircut and it was unfortunately right before the pandemic, which is why I haven't <laughs> been able to come back. Oh, it's sad. But, Amazing. Amazing. You're welcome. You're welcome. And what color would you dye your hair, Marty? Um, what color would I dye my hair? Um, I I once dyed my hair for, um, for this short film that I did when I was 20, Uh I dyed it, uh, jet black and my eyebrows and, Mm -hmm. um, I loved it because I was super pale. It was winter and, um, you know, blue eyes with black hair. It's so cool looking. But then when it grew out with just a little blonde root, I looked calico. It was awful. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, my God. Um, One of the other lines in the song is maybe I'll move somewhere. So if you could move um, anywhere outside of New York City, where would you live? I'll keep it in the United States because I can move to any of the Greek islands and be a very happy yes, human being. Um, I have to say Nashville. Mm. I love Nashville. So many people that I love live there. It has the same kind of feel as New York City does if you're like downtown um, on Broadway, but it also has mm. the beautiful farm feel and it has the music and theater scene. Um, yeah, I could live there happily. Marissa and I have both been very lucky to have worked extensively on cruise ships and in theater internationally. Mm -hmm. So we've both gotten to see so much of the world. And I agree, the Greek islands there, I just can't imagine a more beautiful place to exist. Mm. Um, Domestically, there aren't a lot of places I would like to live. The two (laughs) that come to mind are 
Orlando, which mm-hmm. is just so trashy and beautiful, <laughs> and uh, San Francisco, which I visited for the first time the day after Marissa's Broadway debut. I had never mm-hmm. been there before and fell so in love. There's so much rich history and mm-hmm. culture, and it's so chill and relaxed. And we got to visit the the Full House house. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I just feel like I... If it's good enough for Full House and the Tanners, it's good enough for me. <laughs> that is a great way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I left a little bit of my heart and uh, a lot of my wallet in San Francisco. Yes. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> um, okay, the next line is, maybe I'll sleep real late. What's the latest you've ever slept? Uh, uh, <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> um, I I can definitely. I'm a very good sleeper. Once it happens, it's hard to shut my brain down at night. But mm-hmm. once the sleep begins, let's let's. It could be a marathon. I'll mm. say that I've slept very late in my day. Yeah, there was many a time in the early parts of Marty and I's friendship where we would have slumber parties to get to know each other, Aww. and I could get like it was really cute. But I spent a lot of afternoons and mornings by myself (laughs) the next day. (laughs) Um, I had like mono once. So I slept for like two months once. Oh, yeah. Pretty embarrassing. (laughs) I had mono too. Yeah. And it was like, no matter, especially in the early days of the mono, I mean, just like waking up and putting your feet on the floor was like too much. I had to get back into bed. I mean, I didn't even know what it was terrible most of the time. Yeah. I was just like, who are you and where am I? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, And the last line of the song that I'm going to diagnose here is, um, I'll be fine and dandy. So how do you get through tough times both together and separately? Um, I think Riss and I have been a, a strong support structure for each other over the last decade. We've been through a lot of highs and lows um and uh, it's it's very comforting to have a friend who knows the the bad sides of you and the embarrassing sides of you and the things that you don't tell anybody else mm-hmm. so just knowing that you have somebody that you can let go of in front of and you can cry in front of and you can be weak and vulnerable that's very helpful to get through the incredible difficult lifestyle that is the lifestyle of an artist. So mm. Marissa is kind of my rock and has been for many years. I would say in my personal life and in our friendship, she's what gets me through most of my dark moments. Mm. Adam, can I have a copy of this podcast <laughs> on like vinyls? I could play it over and over again. Yes. That's so nice, Marty. Um, I feel the same way. I think, um, Having someone like Marty, just like he said, that literally knows every part of you, like that you cannot fabricate any moment without him being like, Marissa, that's not real. (laughs) Um, But I think really having someone hold you accountable for things while having your best interest at heart has been such a blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that everyone can find a friendship where they don't feel like they ever have to walk on eggshells or ever have to worry about being judged by the other human being. Um, having people like Marty in my world has allowed me to give myself a lot more grace mm-hmm. um, when I'm being very hard on myself. Mm-hmm. So that has been 
a giant uh, blessing during. We love to laugh that people will come up to Marissa and I separately and they'll say, uh, oh, my gosh, Marissa Rosen and I are such good friends. We are so close. And I'm like, how close? I've never heard of you. <laughs> you are not close with Marissa Rosen. <laughs> it's literally like if I went to the deli and like met a new friend, Marty knows about it five minutes later. So there is no chance. He's always like, how close? And I'm like, Marty. Be very specific about the time and date with which you were close to Marissa Rosen because I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Well, let's take one last quick break. And um, when we come back, we're, we'll wrap things up with rapid fire questions. Um, a new segment I have on the show called In the Closet with Call Me Adam. And then I'll end with my famous questions. So don't go anywhere. We have much more with Marty and Marissa. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Hey, this is Marty Thomas. And Marissa Rosen. And you're listening to Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. And now we're back. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks. That was a nice little break. Yes. Yes. We were able to get refreshed and um, get centered for all of these challenging upcoming questions. Mm -hmm. I got a snack and a juice box and I'm ready to go. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're lucky. I didn't get anything. <laughs> I'm so um, sorry. I know. It's terrible. But <laughs> he's all right. nothing for Christmas. Nope. Nothing. Except a bag of coal. In our album. Oh, that's <laughs> the best gift of all. <laughs> well, let's start with some rapid fire questions. Um, favorite TV show? Survivor. 90 Day Fiance. Favorite game show? Favorite game show? Uh, uh, supermarket Sweep. Yes. Oh, that was mine. Go home. Go home. Oh, You're drunk. Whatever. <laughs> Favorite board game? Scrabble. Candyland. Mm. Oh, I'm excited for the new um, Candyland on HGTV. That With Christian Chenoweth. I know. Yes. I'm <laughs> Looks very exciting. Because uh, I did love that game growing up as well. Uh, favorite musical? Bring it on. Oh, mm. yeah, I did love, I'd say Bring It On and the Rocky Horror Show on Broadway, Don't Sue Me. Okay, bye. Oh, yes, I loved Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. Oh, I miss that show so much. Me too. Uh, favorite play? Mm. Uh, slave Play is the mm. first one that comes to mind. I loved it. August Osage County. Oh, mm. yes. Three billion hours and I would have watched it twice. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, me too. That's uh, The Inheritance as well. Oh, yes, mm, yeah. yes. That was that the was last touching. Broadway show I saw before the shutdown. Mine was Hades Town. Oh, yes. Ooh, I don't line. even know what mine was. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was for the girls, Marissa. <laughs> I love wrong. it. F- favorite store to shop in? Um, Forever 41. <laughs> <laughs> it was that or Home Goods. I don't know which one he was going to say uh, first. Home Goods. Home Goods. <laughs> Him and we my love mama. the home goods on the longest of all the islands with her mother, the Deb. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Marissa, what's yours? Uh, home goods. <laughs> oh, yours as well. Okay. Yeah, we kind of have all the same favorite shops. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. We love uh, Buffalo Exchange. Um, we love Amazon Prime. We love Amazon Prime. Oh, who Home Goods, love Amazon Marshalls, Prime. TJ, TJ Maxx. Max. We are Maxinistas, honey. We are. 
Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> and Target, of course. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, favorite scent or smell? Eucalyptus. Mm. Clean laundry. Mm. Yeah, come over and do my clean laundry. No, no, I don't do it. It just has to already be clean. (laughs) Yes. Which is problematic if you love clean laundry, but don't do your laundry. You don't know my life. Come on, college. (laughs) (laughs) My college dorm room always smelled like a foot. Marty. It was so bad. It was bad. Rose. All right, let's move on to favorite cereal. Anything with marshmallows. The holiday-themed or special edition uh, Lucky Charms or any of the Booberry Count Chocula. (laughs) Anything with marshmallows, and I am sold. Just like diabetic coma, hand it to Marty. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is where we differ. I'm like, give me special K all day, every day. Mm. Like, I loved, I grew up loving basic four. Like, I was the only child who probably (laughs) liked cereal with, like, hints of yogurt and fruit in it. And I was like, yeah. Um, look at Marty's face right now. <laughs> it sounds like punishment. Um, that sounds terrible. Whatever. I really like one healthy cereal, um, Honey Bunches of Oats. Oh, yes. But I did this. I did a Valentine's Day commercial for Honey Bunches of Oats. And we, in the commercial, it was like in depth, the music video. And we had to swim in a pool of milk and Honey Bunches of Oats. And for like three days solid, <laughs> we ate every bunch of honey and oats and uh i can i can't even look at it anymore well now they have frosted honey bunches of oats which is delicious i yeah does it have marshmallows no 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 no, i i i'm opposite of you i hate cereals with marshmallows so i wouldn't so we won't ever have to worry (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh <laughs> I don't even know what to say. We're just going to go on to favorite karaoke, your go to karaoke song. Um, Jerome by Lizzo. Mine's always I Will Survive. Yes. <laughs> by Gloria Gaynor. Duh. Well, I mean, um, Enrique Iglesias has his own song, I Will Survive. Oh, you're right. That's the one. (laughs) (laughs) I always tried to get Marissa to do, Marissa speaks Spanish, and I always tried to get her to do the Celia Cruz, I Will Survive, and she refused. I was always like, no. (laughs) (laughs) But it's Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's Gloria Gaynor all the way. All day, all day. Yes. And lastly, uh, your go-to emoji when texting. Sad face. Mm. Mine's usually the like hysterically laughing face or poop. Oh, okay. I love that. Yeah, I get those a lot from her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the rapid fire questions. Phew. Yeah, you guys did a good job. Thank Made you so it. much. I was sweating. You're welcome. You're welcome. But no need to sweat. It's mm-hmm. too late. Wow. Don't sweat it, Marissa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, now we have a new segment. Um on my podcast called uh, In the Closet with Call Me Adam because I record all my interviews from my closet. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what is one physical item you each have in your closet? A mannequin. Mm. Um, a very embarrassing collection of Betsy Johnson towels. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And then the second part of this question is, what is one skeleton in your closet? Or what is something you're 
keeping hidden in your closet? Not Marty. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not in her closet or mine. I, I think, um, you know, that's that's difficult for somebody um, like me to answer because I um, I exploit all of my my secrets for cabaret themes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I am sort of an open book. There's very little that I don't tell people. The only thing that I don't really let the world see is vulnerabilities. I had a, a really bad knee injury a few years ago, and it was. I mean, as a dancer and somebody who's really active, it was devastating mm-hmm. to me to be laid up and not be able to move and be scared about whether your legs will ever function again correctly. And uh, so I don't I don't let people see besides Marissa really see vulnerabilities. That's my mm. my skeleton. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for yeah. sharing that. That's that's my favorite part about Marty. I mean, it's my favorite part about a good friend is getting to see the parts of them that other people don't get to see mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Um, it's a family show, Marissa. Whoa. <laughs> keep your pants on, but I don't have any on that now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel exactly like Marty. I'm pretty, pretty open about things like that. Cause I think it's also a defense mechanism where it's mm-hmm. like, make fun of yourself and you know, people will, will uh, come to flock to you. Yeah. Um, I would say probably that I'm a relatively Marty's going to roll his eyes, but relatively shy human being. Oh, my eyes just rolled into New Jersey. All right, chill out. (laughs) I just, (laughs) when you, you know, if you don't know me, I I definitely appear as a very like outgoing, crazy human being. Mm -hmm. But when I'm getting to know people, I'm definitely that quiet person who's like taking it all in first. Mm -hmm. Don't Mm -hmm. stop shaking your head. Stop, (laughs) Marty. Anyway. I wish I wish I wish the listeners could see the the video screen that we can all see. It's, it's pretty, okay. yeah. Yeah, we put on our holiday best, our sparkling holiday for you. I yeah, know. We're I'm. I love. I love that I get to see it. I'm sorry that everybody else doesn't. That's fine. But maybe you could you could each send me a selfie of yourselves in your holiday outfit so I could share it with everybody. I have loved having you guys on the show. Both of you are just a delight to talk to. But before we end, I always finish my interviews with my famous question, which is, oh, what was that? Someone that, the, hey, New York City, sorry. That's right. (laughs) Lunch is here. (laughs) So I always end my interviews playing off of the title of my podcast, Burying It All with Call Me Adam. So if you could bear it all and reveal something about yourself that you haven't talked about previously, what would you share with me today? I told you I was shy. That was a big one. That was a lie. I, I can't. Marty, I don't want to fight with you on a podcast. Okay, he has a meeting. Let's get this together. <laughs> no, um, you could fight. I'll, I'll be late for a fight. <laughs> something that I've never revealed. Gosh. I'll say something. And it, I can say it now after the For the Girls Broadway debut. I did always have a little bit of worry in my heart that there was never going to be the right show for me to be on Broadway in. Mm. Huh. I knew that I would get to work and be creative and get to work with brilliant people. But I didn't know if that like childhood Broadway dream would ever come to fruition with the right project. Wow. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like a... <clears throat> an interestingly common fear 
and a vulnerable fear with artists is, you know, wondering if your dreams will ever come true, but also once you reach that big goal, will I ever get to do it again? So it's a perpetually um, cyclical fear that is vulnerable. And uh, I think that could go for both of us. You, you often wonder if uh, you're ever going to be picked again. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes the hardest part of performing is just waiting for someone to let you dance. Yes. I love that. Yes, me too. Well, thank you both for coming on the show. I love talking to both of you jointly and um, I can't wait till we can do this again, but even more so I can't wait till we can see each other in person and and do this. So everybody listening, get Marty and Marissa's Christmas album. It drops in December. I will have the exact date on my website, callmeadam.com. And always remember here at the Broadway podcast network, we have over 70 theater and art related podcasts. So keep listening. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story For he happens to be in the know Just ask anybody who's had him at all The place for the business of show Callmeadam.com Find more episodes of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam everywhere you stream podcasts. For my print and video interviews, visit my website, callmeadam.com. Follow me on social media at callmeadamnyc on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And finally, if you really want to get involved, support my podcast on a deeper level by becoming a member of my Patreon family. Visit patreon.com slash callmeadamnyc. There, you'll get a variety of backstage perks, including advanced notice of interviews, the ability to submit a question to my guests, and everyone's favorite, swag. Swag.